0: Welcome to Food and Friends on 680 CJOB. Hello Manitoba, I'm Larry McIntosh and I'll be your host for the next hour. I want to give you a quick update on Manitoba grown veggies that are available right now at your local store. There's beets, carrots, green and savoy cabbage, cooking and red onions, red, white and yellow pearl onions, parsnips, shallots, green acorn and butternut squash, rutabagas and our largest crop red russet and yellow potatoes and please remember if it says peak in the market on the label you are guaranteed it is grown right here in manitoba and obviously you're supporting local farms my guest this afternoon is anita Stenning, president and ceo of cancer care
1: manitoba foundation good afternoon anita hi larry how are you doing i am doing wonderful thank you
0: so the first question i have to ask you because it's obvious is what's your favorite vegetable <laughs>
1: Well, you know, as you were saying it, I think I have to say it's a tie between uh, potato and broccoli. And broccoli, I love broccoli. Uh, broccoli is very popular I these days. It's becoming broccoli. more popular
0: again now. Manitoba broccoli, obviously, is finished because you know it's a yes, little chilly outside. Yes, I know. But uh, it's a very but that's
1: why the potatoes. You know, they just hang in so long. <laughs>
0: potatoes hang <laughs> they in. So store. Long, they they store. They store well. You. Yes, because we, we Health Canada just approved about six weeks ago that we can now say on our bags, uh, sodium free fat-free, high in vitamin C and high in iron oh, and good. more potassium than a banana. We don't say a banana, but more potassium than a banana, a potato has. So they're very good for you. More pota- I did
1: not know that part. Yeah. More potassium than a banana.
0: Now what you put on top of it yes. is the discipline you have to be careful with to have those agree. extra calories. I agree. But it's a nice treat. I know. So Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation, you've been there for what, what, eight
1: years? Or something I like? have. Eight. It'll be eight years. And at the end of this year. Wow. So it's gone fast. It was funny because last year I think I had I ran into different people and who said, you know how are you liking your new job like, my new job And when they say it goes by when you're when you're enjoying it I have from the day I started there, Larry, it has been an honor and time really does fly because there's so much to learn and so much to do So yes I've been enjoying it and it is an amazing place to work. I, I
0: only can imagine how much you have to learn. I mean to talk about, all the different types of cancer and all the work that's done there. And we'll talk a little bit more as the show goes on, but it it must be, I know it's been eight years, so it's not a new job for you, but it's got to be a, a huge learning curve.
1: That first year, I it was overwhelming. I, I thought, who am I kidding? What am I doing here? Because when people talk about, you know, have you cured cancer? And then you learn that there's over 150 different kinds of cancers in a human body. Um, you think, oh, my goodness. And each one of them has their own complexity. So huge learning curve incredibly patient, smart, wise people in that building and and across Manitoba, willing to share their knowledge and expertise with me. And so really that made the difference. And so while I was busy fundraising, they were busy teaching me about what the impact of those dollars were towards making a difference with cancer. And that's the part that's been great, is just people willing to share that knowledge and share that expertise.
0: The, the Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation is the fundraising
1: arm. Is that what you would call it? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So we exist really to support Cancer Care Manitoba. Cancer Care Manitoba is the agency responsible for cancer control and blood disorders. And a lot of people don't realize that as well, is cancer and blood disorders uh, across the province. And again, the, you know, their mandate is all about you want to prevent every cancer you can, through knowledge around risk reduction. Uh, You want to, those that you can't prevent, you want to detect as early as possible. So all the screening programs that you hear about across the province are also under the auspices of Cancer Care Manitoba. And obviously, if you can detect it earlier, the kinds of treatment options that are available and outcomes have have better outcomes and then provide the best treatment and then support that with some incredible research and education.
0: So if you look at... Our hospital system in Canada, it's, it's mm-hmm. subsidized or paid for by the government. So, you know, we take it for granted. I, I go visit my American friends and it's a whole different, you know, the insurance and everything else they have to have. So you know, I, I love our system. But why is the foundation needed when the government's funding?
1: Great question. the The government is absolutely the primary funder of Cancer Care Manitoba. So when you look at chemotherapy treatments, radiation, um the screening programs, et cetera, that is really your province of Manitoba, supported through your taxpayer dollars. But the reality is they also have very finite resources, and some of the programs just aren't eligible for funding or they're just aren't enough funds available. And if Cancer Care wants to compete at the level of some of the other agencies and provide world-class state-of-the-art treatment, they're going to need some other partners. And we're one of those partners that can play a very critical role, especially when it comes to providing support around research and clinical trials. And although clinical trials really in many ways is all about state-of-the-art treatment, it's still not seen as that standard of care, standard treatment, and therefore still on the research side, the foundation plays a very pivotal role in funding clinical trials so that patients have access to that here in Manitoba. And so again, that partnership is looking at bridging the gap. What are all the pieces that are needed to give that patient experience the best it can be? in this province. And so you look at all of the incredible things that the government does, and then what are the pieces we can do to supplement, to complement, to add also some of those soft pieces that just make that experience exceptional because cancer is not a disease anybody wants to get. And so anything we can do to help make that experience the best it can be. So that's why our role is very, very beneficial to Cancer Care Manitoba.
0: And if anybody thinks my question was coming from the point of view of being negative, we're huge supporters of Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation because we we think the government supplies all those things you talked about, but that extra, whether that's the trials or just making patients more comfortable or getting a certain machine, that's that's our responsibility too. Yeah,
1: it really makes, again, it's that partnership is – Nobody can do this alone. It's it's a mammoth task, but together we know we can make that difference and people feel good about it. And well, you know, Larry, I could turn the table on you on this one because you're one of those fundraisers. You do, you and Shelly and your organization really steps out. You can talk about how many, how many times have you walked that 20 kilometers in, in raising funds because you've had that personal experience in your family. And that's one of the ways that people can give back and, and really know that they're part of the solution as well well and so again you know what that feels like and people like you and organizations like you make that difference for the patients right here in manitoba no oh,
0: that's very kind of you i mean we do we do a little bit at peak of the market and Shelly and i love to do something but it's a lot of people out there that are helping you We're speaking with Anita Stenning, President and CEO of Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation, and we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. I'm Larry McIntosh. I just want to take a moment to tell you that there's only about a month left to get involved in the Farm to School Veggie Fundraiser. It began back in September and ends on December 9th. Now, this fundraiser is open to all Manitoba schools, public or private, K-12, and all licensed daycares, anywhere in the province of Manitoba. Now, basically, the fundraiser works like this. The students sell bundles of Manitoba-grown peak-of-the-market vegetables to raise money for their school or daycare. Bundle A has carrots, cooking onions, and red potatoes, and sells for $10. Bundle B has larger packs of carrots and red potatoes and cooking onions, as well as green cabbage and parsnips, and it sells for $20. The great thing about this fundraiser is that the school or daycare keeps half the selling price. at 50% profit, and it's a healthy fundraiser too. Last year, this fundraiser, just last year alone, this fundraiser raised over $410,000 for Manitoba schools and daycares, and that's what they kept. Again, this is open to any school or daycare anywhere in Manitoba, and if you're interested in getting more information, please visit the Farm to School fundraiser website at farmtoschool.ca. That's farmtoschool.ca. We're back with Anita Stenning, President and CEO of Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation. We were just talking off air. My, my father passed away probably close to four years ago now from pancreatic cancer. And it was very quick, as that one I can't think can be. But, I mean, you think about all the people in your lives. Everybody knows someone that's been touched by cancer. I, I can't think of anybody that hasn't.
1: Well, I, I think that's the scary part is, is the number of people diagnosed with cancer. In, is in fact growing, and part of it is is because it, cancer mostly is an older person's disease. And I say mostly because we all know too many young people and young children that, that and one is too many um, that have been diagnosed. But generally, it is older, and as our population ages, that that number is is getting quite significant um, and daunting. The other piece, and and this has got kind of a a bad news, good news piece in it, Um, we're looking at um, Cancer Care Manitoba just tabled their five-year cancer plan for the next five years. And in there, Dr. Navaratnam, who's the new CEO of Cancer Care Manitoba, talks about the um, expectation that over the next decade, um, people diagnosed and living with cancer is going to increase by 50%. So when you think of how many people we already know, Mm -hmm. imagine that growing by another 50%, and then you go, okay, what does that mean? And so part of it is that diagnosis. So as we age, the numbers will grow. But the other part is the number of people living with cancer is growing. And, And that's because of new and better treatments. And so perhaps not cured, but someone who 10 years ago diagnosed with a lung cancer who may get two or three months could get two or three or four years uh, of good quality of life because of some new treatments because of the progress being made and better understandings better treatments and so yeah too many people growing um but in all of that is what we hope is is some good news around breakthroughs of better treatments, new treatments, less toxic treatments, all impacting on a better journey.
0: Is it, is it just? I mean, obviously treatments are getting better, and that's for research and a whole bunch of things. Is it also earlier detection? Or are we seeing that at all? Or is it yeah,
1: absolutely? Again, another really good point. And and you want you want that detection earlier because the and so when they're saying that volume is growing, yes earlier detection um, is increasing the numbers, um, at that end, it's also getting people out of the system faster. Because if you can catch someone in a stage one with a type of cancer that's very treatable, they can be in and out of the system much quicker than someone who may have advanced stage um, or and and have again, a less invasive procedures being done. And so the, the more kinds of screening available, um, the better. But many cancers there still aren't those screening tools because when you think about screening like the breast screening program the uh, colon colorectal screening program cervix you're screening a healthy population you're asking people to take a test of which most of the population will not present with it so you want the test to be non-invasive And that's the challenge is come up with a screening tool that somebody can, a healthy person can go in and most of them will find out they're still very healthy and it's fine. You don't want to do some invasive testing. And so some of the cancers don't present themselves well for a screening test that is non-invasive. And so that's why some of the other cancers get diagnosed at a later stage, more complex, more difficult treatments, et cetera. And then so they're in the system longer.
0: So your eight years—the foundation. Have you seen things change? Have you seen developments in that eight years?
1: Absolutely, and and that's the part that's so great is 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 you watch and see that a procedure that they may have done um, five or six years ago—they've dramatically changed because knowledge informs their assumptions. It's all about you know we have this amount of information. Add ten more years of of testing and follow up because these are with with research you're following people all the time you're testing those assumptions with as many and more people as possible and cancer care is part of a much larger system when we think about a research we're partnering with with research all around the world so that knowledge translation is happening here and not just being informed here so we have a strong research platform here but we're connected in with many other centers and so it informs us and you adjust with new information
0: in, in some ways, there's there's lots of organizations out there doing different things, but are they are they competing for you for fundraising
1: in some ways? Do you look at it that way at all? Well, in some ways you're competing, absolutely. We're competing with other incredible charities that do wonderful work. We're blessed in Winnipeg with... Charities that do important work that add to quality of life of many people, not just with cancer. And so you're competing, but that's reality. That's what makes our community so wonderful. So in that way, that's a nice competition to have. In cancer, I was I was shocked frankly, when I, when I started to learn that there's over 85 cancer charities in Canada. So, wow, did we ever have to learn a lot about competing. We're the only cancer charity that fundraises exclusively for Cancer Care Manitoba, and all the dollars stay here.
0: We're speaking with Anadia Stenning from Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation. We'll be right back after this break.
1: Welcome back to Food and Friends,
0: I'm Larry McIntosh. I want to tell you about Peak of the Market's Recipe of the Day that will be featured in Monday's Winnipeg Free Press and at peakmarket.com. Monday's recipe will be Orange Drop Cookies. Now, these cookies sound interesting. As the title says orange, however, one of the ingredients is beets. So Orange Drop Cookies will be featured the featured recipe of the day on Monday in the Winnipeg Free Press and at peakmarket.com. And both the Winnipeg Free Press and our website have a fresh new recipe every day, seven days a week. We'll be right back with Anita Stenning, Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation, after we take this break. Welcome back. I'm Larry McIntosh. I want to remind you that Peak of the Market has a Facebook page. Page. so please find us and like us on Facebook we currently have over 90,000 likes and we'd love to have you join the group we're updating our status regularly with news on our charity events and interesting veggie t- tidbits so please find us and like us on Facebook we're back with Anita Stenning President and CEO of Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation we were talking during the news there about a big event Guardian Angels tell us a little bit about that just happened that's too long ago. Or? it
1: just yes it just happened um, just over a week ago and Um, the event sold out. We were delighted and we had over a thousand individuals. More men this year, we were happy. It's typically mostly women and um, it was great. A lot more men participated and our keynote speaker this year was Dr. Jennifer Arnold. And for those that watched the little couple on TV, her and her husband came and she she, she has a condition uh, called a, a dwarfism, so she's three feet two inches, so she's a very uh, tiny person, but she packs a powerful punch. She is a neonatal uh, pediatric specialist and intensive care doctor. She is also uh, an individual who has survived a cancer diagnosis, and she told her story, and as packed as that room was, Larry, you could hear a pin drop. There was a woman who spoke with the adversity she has faced from the day she's born, because with the type of condition she has, she's had to undergo many, many, many difficult uh, hours of surgery um, because of, of her spine and bones, and, and, uh, and then after all of that, to uh, face a cancer diagnosis. And she talks about facing life with Grace was absolutely amazing and she was funny and charming and just very accessible to people and then the highlight of the show after that of the event is we have about 25 special models and these are men and women who I either have um survived a, a cancer diagnosis are, st- are still in their journey, still in treatment, and they get to fashion clothes from um, stores all around Manitoba oh, cool. and, and Pretty incredible, pretty special time because they feel the support of the people in that room. And of course, it raises incredible money for cancer care. Uh, Actually, you talked about $410,000 with your fundraisers. That night raises about that kind of money too. And again, it's because of the hours and hours of volunteers sponsors, and people who attend. Just incredible support. We're very blessed. I assume that's your biggest fundraiser? It's one of our biggest. Our biggest is the Challenge for Life. And again, the 20K walk. The 20K walk. The blister Walk,
0: as I call it. (laughs) It
1: is. That is still one of our biggest uh, events in in terms of of our fundraising. And so um, we're pretty proud of that pretty incredible. So between Guardian Angel, the Gold Plated, which is coming up in the spring to support men's cancers, um, the Dragon Boat and and then Challenge for Life. Those are our kind of our signature events.
0: So those events would be something you're directly involved in, but there's lots of people that do, I don't know what call them, third party events? Is that what that yes.
1: is? Yes, and, and again, that's like your event, your dinner that's coming up in November, that would be a community event where organizations, individuals say they want to do something for cancer care and they organized, whether it's a dinner, it can be a barbecue, it's sometimes it's motorcycle riding, it can be socials, sometimes it's someone's birthday party. So from from an individual uh, paying it forward to um, all kinds of events, we have close to, I would say, 400 community events of individuals um, supporting cancer care.
0: And certainly 400 is an amazing number. That's Doing quick math, that's more than one a day, on average, (laughs) right? That doesn't take a lot of math. But, I mean, and as you mentioned, we have our uh, our annual charity fundraiser dinner coming up in a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks now. And uh, we ask people to, it's free to come by invitation only, but we ask people to make a donation to Cancer Care Manitoba. And it's certainly not a huge fundraiser for you, but it, it gives some more money. But I also think that a lot of these events create awareness. But that
1: yeah, They create awareness um, around just the kind of support, things that people can do. But you'd be surprised when you say it doesn't raise a lot of money. It does, because cumulative, it's back to the, we can't do this alone. It's overwhelming to think the task that is facing cancer care, and they can't do it alone. But cumulatively, when each one of the people like you say, I'm going to do something, and you add it all up, our community events add up to well over a million dollars oh, really? from someone walking in with their cookie jar with, you know, $20 and all the way up to a couple thousand dollars, $10,000, 30 It adds up, Larry, to over a million dollars for those annual community events. So if people ever think they're not making a difference, oh my goodness, they are, you are. It's that cumulative impact and, and working at it together.
0: I can say we've uh, done Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation for three, maybe four years now. And I've talked to people that have donated because they come to the dinner and Manitobans are very generous, as you said earlier. Uh, And then they've had an aunt or an uncle or somebody that's been involved with cancer care and say, you know, it's a tough time. There's no question about it, but it's an amazing facility. And they're quite impressed.
1: I have always said, I hope I never see you in the building. Yes. Yes. But if we do, you will be amazed with the type of care that you will get there and and the experience, as you say. Because we've tried to, that's that's the part where we work with cancer care, where you look after every piece. You're not just focusing on that physical treatment. You're looking at the whole person and the entire experience. The psychosocial part is just as important as the physical treatment. And I think that's what people experience when they come into cancer care, is that the care and and the attention and and the support even to something as small as when they're sitting waiting for their treatment being offered juice or coffee and a cookie and it seems so small but it's just that other extra little piece being able to go into the guardian angel caring room, knowing that you're going to lose all of your hair, and being able to pick out a wig, um, being shown how to draw eyebrows on, and just those, those sensitive, thoughtful things that that just know it's, it's about the human being going through an incredible journey.
0: An incredible journey, a scary journey, and all those little things you're talking about that help make it a little bit better. Yeah. We're speaking with Anita Stenning, President and CEO of Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation, and we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. I'm Larry McIntosh. Food and Friends Radio is on TV. Each radio show is filmed and will be posted on mytoba.ca later today. So if you want to see uh, the TV version of this or previous radio shows, please visit mytoba.ca. You can also listen to an audio podcast of Food and Friends at soundcloud.com or at the iTunes store. So just do a search for Food and Friends with Larry at mytoba.ca or soundcloud.com or at the iTunes store and all the shows will come up. Up for your listening or viewing pleasure. It's very important for me to mention that Food and Friends is only available because of 680 CJOB and its advertisers. So may, please make sure you tune in right here every Sunday afternoon at 1 or listen live at Cjobe.com We're back with Anita Stenning, President and CEO of Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation. You're talking about all the amazing things that's happening there and the, the machinery and all different types of cancer over 150. You said earlier in the last half hour The demand continues, I assume, as far as patients.
1: Unfortunately, yes, the demand continues as we talked about in terms of looking at the next ten years alone, expecting that both in terms of people being diagnosed and living with cancer, expecting that to increase by as much as fifty percent. Um, when you look at our facilities, uh, sadly the the pressure that that puts on our facilities is quite incredible and and so being able to respond to that and plan for it and um, being able to make sure because part of the the experience is also around wait times and access. And if we're out of space, then that increases wait times. How many people can you get through radiation? Like right now we have some of the best uh standards in the country in terms of the time to get in and and go through radiation treatments but we want to keep that kind of incredible standard and but if the demand exceeds our capacity so one of the things we have been working with cancer care and of course with the province they are very very key they are the lead uh is is around expanding physical space mm. Um, in order to be responsive, to make sure that that patient experience continues to be an excellent experience, that um, waiting times aren't increasing. If anything, they're decreasing. Um, Being able to make sure that if there's new equipment available, if there is a better pathway for how the uh, facilities are organized and doubling our research space because the more knowledge, the better impacts and the better outcomes. And so we are in the midst of working with the province, working with cancer care. It's something they talk about in their five-year plan of having to expand to be able to respond to that need. And again, respond not just to the newly diagnosed, but the fact that more and more people are living with cancer. They're in the system for a lot longer and we need to be able to take care of them as well.
0: So that's going to be a whole new campaign coming up at some point, because that's a big capital cost. Uh.
1: It is. And so as much as we do incredible with our events, we also um, rely on the generosity of donors who give us major gifts every year and will hopefully agree to be part of a capital campaign in addition to our annual gifts, who could do monthly giving. Our, our legacy gifts are incredible. People who who leave a gift in, in their will um, so that that, gift can continue on and as a legacy beyond their own lives. And and so, absolutely, being able to tell people what is coming, um, give them an opportunity to be part of it, um, and, and really, again, continue to be part of the solution. We've just been blessed by donor support.
0: And all those things are important. I mean, being on a wait list when you know you need treatments or you need to, that's that's scary, right? Mm-hmm. And my, my sister lives in Ontario, has cancer, and she's fine now. But she had a long wait list, and that time you're, you, you feel like you're losing time. You can't, you know, get diagnosed or the treatment that you need. Um, so that's obviously a very important thing. But as you're saying, you're going to run out of room at some point in time. With fortunately, so many people living longer, that's a great thing.
1: Yeah and And it is. it's it you can feel it now. You can even in the building that we're in, you know, we've taken probably as many rooms apart as we can. Um, and there's none left in terms of just expanding that clinic space and exp- expanding space where a new piece of equipment might be able to fit, et cetera. When we recruit, Um, Being able to recruit researchers is a critical part. Oncologists, clinicians want to be part of a strong um, research platform within a care facility. We have no more lab space when we recruit. We're not able to provide that lab space for, for new recruits. And so that's important because we're competing with other centers across Canada, across North America. And we need to be able to, when we're recruiting, say, we can provide exactly the same or better in terms of -of state-of-the-art equipment, research labs, clinic space, et cetera. So it's important for who we recruit. It's important for the patients who are being treated by those who we recruit. So it's all of those pieces of the puzzle that work together. So again, we are... um, the partner, the, the primary is is government. They made a wonderful announcement in twenty eleven around supporting an expanded facility and it's something now uh, we've assembled the land so mm-hmm. we now have the space available and so right it, in the, area, you are now? Right in oh, the okay. area because it needs to be adjacent to cancer care. I wouldn't thought uh, there was any land left in that area. Well you know you <laughs> just have to look around and no, find no. somebody who's willing to, to say yes and and work with the community for that solution. And now it's about, again, working together with government and saying, what are the next steps and how do we make sure this happens Um, for the patients of Manitoba who are are looking to us to be that solution together, that partnership.
0: And and I think uh, Cancer Care Manitoba is an amazing facility. Everything I hear about it is is incredibly positive. And as you said in an earlier segment, hopefully most of our listeners never have to go there because they they don't... Get cancer—that's that would be the the ultimate. Yes. Does it, the hospital or the Cancer Care Foundation also, or the Cancer Care Manitoba also do preventative things to try and get the word out about how you can prevent?
1: Yeah, and absolutely, it's one of the things we also work with them on is is the whole risk reduction. And um, we launched—we it was before with the bears, the Bear Facts, right, yes. and then we morphed into the Kick Cancer, um, you know, the little red box, and Together We Can Kick Cancer. And a big part of that is about Saying people can reduce their risk of cancer by up to fifty percent, and uh, if you take on five strategies, and that's the be smoke free, um, and if you're already smoking, then quit. Um, that's one of the biggest ones. Eat well. And again, something you promote, uh, healthy eating, vegetables, you know all of that is a critical part, a healthy diet. Exercise, being active, cover up. The sun can be brutal. Cover up from the sun and get that annual checkup from, uh, you know, getting that baseline, et cetera. And so that is a huge part of it, and that's where cancer care wants to play a big role, is prevention.
0: We're speaking with Anita Anita Stenning from Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Food and Friends. Please join me Wednesday, November 11th at noon for a special Remembrance Day edition of Food and Friends when my guest will be Phil Hood from River East Travel. My guest today has been Anita Stenning, President and CEO of Cancer Care Manitoba Foundation. It's always a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thank you. And Larry, likewise, I, you're just, you're a wonderful ambassador for this community. And thank you for your support.
0: Well, thank you for your kind words. If anybody's interested in the foundation, what's the website?
1: Cancer Care, FDN, uh, Cancer Care Manitoba, FDN.ca. They can always Google it. I'm <laughs> yes.
0: Sure. Thanks very much. And thank you for listening. Take care. And please don't forget to eat your veggies.